Player's Spellbook. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm joined in person today by my co-host, Tim. Tim, how's it going? Yeah, this is super weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird to actually be in the same room. We're always recording apart. It uh, feels as though maybe we've been divinely favored. Oh, nice. There And there's the pun. There, yeah, yeah. You know. A little bit of setup in that one this yeah, time. Keep sure. people on their toes, I think. Yeah, for sure. No, this is weird. Usually uh, I have you on a video on my screen and I'm completely ignoring it while... <laughs> <laughs> while, while looking at other screens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was getting the distinct impression that I spent most of the podcast minimized. So <laughs> no, <laughs> now I'm here, you actually have to talk to me. You're not minimized, you're just behind other windows. <laughs> okay, well then... <laughs> Slightly better, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Just a short alt-tab away. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, should we uh, discuss Divine Favor? Yeah, let's get into it. It's a first-level evocation spell. Casting time is one bonus action. Range is self. Components are verbal and somatic. And the duration is up to one minute. It's a concentration spell. And it says... Your prayer empowers you with divine radiance. Until the spell ends, your weapon attack deals an extra 1d4 radiant damage on a hit. And it's available to paladins and war domain clerics. And I don't think it's available to anyone with magic initiate or uh, fey touched because... Because it's an evocation? Yeah. I don't think there are any feats that actually allow you to take this yeah so it's like a paladin special it's really paladin only and uh, or or if you take a dip into a war cleric i guess but yeah yeah sure. no this is a very exclusive spell as per our previous few episodes uh we've mentioned that we really like spells that are restricted to one class mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this one falls in that category though. no i would <laughs> i am i'm a little bit on the fence about it i think like as i think about it with a paladin if you're at low levels, like you don't start spell casting until second level, mm-hmm. then you have two spell slots, and now you're going to use one on this concentration spell that gives you 1d4 radiant damage on, I guess, every weapon attack. So at level five, now it's twice a turn you might be able to use it, but I I mean, you're probably going to be saving those spell slots for a Divine Smite. Yeah, it's, I mean, presumably if you're using this spell you're in the thick of the fight and so your concentration won't last super long no and with paladins divine smite is something that you get as a class feature it's Mm -hmm. every paladin has it whereas this is a spell you actually have to select to take yeah Uh, and your the number of paladin spells you can prepare is fairly restricted and so i suspect that a lot of people will look at this and be like I already have a way to spend spell slots to do radiant damage yeah so i'm better off using my spell selection to do something else right i'll just divine smite if i have to drop some damage dice yeah exactly and a divine smite is 2d8 2d8 potentially 3d8 if it's an undead or a fiend right so that's average nine ish damage yeah Uh, so if you're going to get equal damage out of divine favor you have to hit with four weapon attacks in order to equal a divine smite and that's assuming it's Mm -hmm. not a fiend or a yeah or an undead. If it is, then you're talking about six weapon attacks yeah, exactly. in order to catch up. And so it starts to become a bit inf- infeasible after a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, if you have the spell slots available, you can combine it with a Divine Smite. 
Yes, you can do both if you really just want to drop fistfuls of damage on somebody. And it's totally an option. And lose all your spell slots as a... Yeah, as a well, that's, that's the paladin thing, man. Like, <laughs> we had one encounter and I used all my spell slots, so let's long rest so I can do it again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, managing those spell slots is an important thing for a paladin. So mm-hmm. I, in Divine Favor's defense, I guess, this yeah. is a way to get a little bit more mileage. You're yeah. not getting as much damage, but you're able to get more bonus damage out of a spell slot, assuming you can keep this up for a while. <laughs> yeah, if you can keep the concentration. The other thing is that it's concentration for up to a minute. Most combats are not even lasting that close to that long. Yeah, we. I mean, we have had some combats that have gone... Over a minute. I think our longest combat in our current campaign was like 15 rounds. It was like a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a long combat. So it, it, was, oh, it was grueling. I think it took multiple <laughs> sessions to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a cool fight, but man, that was long. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's a, a rarity. Mm-hmm. The math of D&D is set up assuming that most combats are around three rounds. Oh, wow. Most monsters with like how their recharge abilities work presume that they're going to live for three rounds. Uh, and so that's how the, the game is designed. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to get those four attacks that equal one Divine Smite, you have to do it within three rounds. Oh, man. So for clerics... That's tough. I guess war clerics have a bonus action attack at higher levels. Mm-hmm. Paladins, like you said, once you get extra attack, can use that to kind of catch up. But yeah, yeah, it's, could, it's not a ton of time. You can maybe use do two weapon fighting to get that bonus action attack and get three attacks around. Yeah, there, there's yeah. So there's a few interesting things in the spell I wanted to cover. One of which is the best way to use divine favor is two weapon fighting because yeah. you want to maximize the number of attacks. Mm-hmm. However, that's not like the two weapon fighting fighting style is not actually built into the paladin class. No, the designers of D and D have said like two weapon fighting is not really a paladin thing. Like <laughs> if you want that, you go play a fighter or a ranger. Right. Uh, you can still do it, but obviously you'll be missing out since you're missing out on that fighting style. You'll be missing out on the bonus damage um, of your of your um, ability modifier with your offhand weapon. Now, you know, you can still take another fighting style like defense and, and you're still getting something. So, right. uh, yeah, I think that this is, if you're a two-weapon fighting paladin, this immediately becomes way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, another option, again, doesn't play into what paladins do, but it works, it does. It just says weapon attacks, not melee weapon attacks. Right. So if you're a ranged paladin, which, again, is not a fighting style that you <laughs> <No>. get, <laughs> but if you are deciding to play a ranged paladin, you yeah. can still use Divine Favor, whereas Divine Smite does specify melee weapons, and right. so this is useful in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and being at range helps maintain your concentration, so you're more likely to keep this up for a, a longer time. That's fair. Can paladins take, like, thrown weapon? Um, or... It's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I believe that Tasha's Cauldron opened things up a lot. Right. So the thrown so... weapon fighting style probably is available to paladins, but... Because um, that might be we'll the have best to a way to double check on that. <laughs> the best way to use this: throw a couple javelins everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like if you really want to optimize it, if you can find a way to be a two weapon thrown weapon <laughs> master, like you dual wield hand axes and throw both of them, that's probably the best way to get the most mileage out of divine favor. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's maybe not like the most optimal paladin build, but if you really just want to cast this spell and use it, <laughs> the, that's probably the way to go. For sure. Yeah. Another interesting thing is this has somatic components. 
Mm. Uh, most paladin spells don't have somatic components oh, yeah. because the designers want you to be able to cast these spells while you have a sword and shield. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, all of the smite spells uh, off the top of my head all have just verbal components. Whereas this, since it has a somatic component, you actually can't cast it if you have a sword and a shield. Oh. Um, if you have, say, like a long sword and you're using it like versatile where you can hold it with two hands or one, you could say for one round, cast Divine Favor uh, and use the long sword one-handed and then thereafter use it two-handed. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but interestingly, yeah, yeah, this actually doesn't synergize well with a lot of the classic Paladin builds, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, two-handed weapons or sword and shield. Yeah, I guess you could take Warcaster to get around that and add booster yeah, concentration. So if, if you take Warcaster, that helps allow you to actually cast the spell in the middle of a fight. It also lets you, yeah, as you mentioned, maintain your concentration. Um, Warcaster is probably a better feat for clerics than it is for paladins, uh, mm -hmm. just because clerics are so much more invested in the whole spellcasting thing. Yeah. So if you're a war domain cleric, this might be worthwhile, um, especially because you just get it by default. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you might as well find a way to make it useful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, do something with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I think that's everything we have to say. Any other thoughts on the spell? Uh, no, no. What well, then why don't we head over to Character Corner and hear about our <laughs> Divine Favor Specialist. Yeah, so I think I, I want to coin the terms, like, uh, as I'm creating these characters, like, combat forward and flavor forward. Okay. And kind of have just, like to think about when I'm designing this character, what what's coming first? Like, am I thinking more like optimizing the mechanics in combat or optimizing for like a certain flavor? Like I have a character in mind and I wanna pick a class that kind of like, or pick something that fits that rather than right. uh, trying to make them like the best at something in combat. All that to say, I think this is gonna be more combat forward because of a lot of what we were already saying with divine favor i was like how do you even use this one effectively <laughs> it's like i have so i wasn't exactly sure so like the what i kind of came up with was taking uh being a fighter and then dipping into war domain cleric mm -hmm. for uh for a couple levels maybe one or two at the most okay so the idea would be that you uh with a fighter you would lose that uh, 20th level fourth attack but who's going to 20th level anyway so you at at some point you'd be getting three attacks so that would maximize divine favor right and um and since you've gone fighter you could take the two weapon fighter and you could take two weapons so you could be doing even further in it four attacks in a round you could do four attacks in a round and yeah. um and Add divine favor to every single yeah. one of those attacks and, and action surge on the same turn that you cast this potentially <laughs> and, and action like so potentially yes <laughs> seven attacks in a round <laughs> yeah you could be doing seven attacks adding divine favor to all of them yeah. if you assuming you hit all of them which is maybe a big assumption yeah yeah maybe wait till you're flanking <laughs> yeah <laughs> before you really go for it but but yeah I thought you could even maximize it even more if you went like champion and then you get crits easier. Yes, because you double the dice on a crit, and this is a dice. Yeah, this is a dice, so then you would add the... You could... If you're critting more often, then you're uh, doubling the divine favorite damage. And uh, with War Domain, if 
they have a channel divinity um, option at second level that allows you to add 10 to your attack. Yeah, basically guarantee yourself a hit. Yeah, so that's another way to get another hit and add yeah, more damage all for your... makes your, your damage a little yeah. more consistent. This was all because I was like, I don't think you could use this as a monk with unarmed strikes because it does say weapon attacks, but if you could... Well, your, your unarmed strikes are weapon attacks. Are they? Yeah, so... they, they are considered... Well, basically the dichotomy in D&D is weapon attacks or spell attacks. Okay. Punching someone is not a spell attack, so... Okay, by, because I thought, like... process of elimination... Because they're unarmed strikes, that they're different than weapon yeah, attacks? Yeah, no, I, I believe it does specify in the player's handbook, though I, I can't find where, that unarmed strikes <laughs> are considered weapon attacks. Okay. Well, that might be another fun build, would be to be a monk and just with all your extra yeah, attacks I was adding thinking like, fine favor. Yeah, like flavor-wise, this would fit really well with like a Sun Soul monk, yeah. where you already have that radiant damage thing going on mm -hmm. and then once you're factoring in your extra attacks and flurry of blows you can start racking up the divine favor damage pretty quickly yeah so yeah you could just dip one level into paladin for your monk uh, or maybe as a dm if you have a character who's playing a sun soul monk maybe find a way to give them divine favor as like a, a quest reward <laughs> yeah yeah where you you know n now you've done this task for the monastery and now the sun soul master is going to teach you divine favor or you mm -hmm. liberate a temple of a god that's associated with your order and they favor you yeah. <laughs> by allowing you to cast this spell yeah for sure and you could do it just like a once a day thing uh or maybe even steal a page from the way of the four elements monk and you can spend a couple of key points to cast divine favor yeah that's a way be for, cool your, way to do for it. your monk to uh give themselves a, a new option for how to spend their key yeah, because then you're adding the D4 to all of those attacks that you have as a monk, which would be... Yeah, sweet. which starts to rack up pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't always have the best uh, constitution as a monk. Like, it would probably be their third highest, so... Yeah, it probably behooves you to do more of a, like, <laughs> get in and get out kind yeah, of skirmisher sure. type thing. Yeah. If you're fast enough as a monk, you might be able to get in, hit a guy a bunch of times, and then leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and hopefully but, then avoid losing concentration. But if you boost your wisdom as a monk, too, then you get higher AC. So that can help. Yep. And if you... Improves the DC of your stunning strike, too. <laughs> you can stun someone so they can't hit you and break your concentration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, actually, the monk would... Uh, I Like, I got mixed up with the uh, unarmed strikes, but monk would actually probably be pretty cool for this spell. Yeah. Yeah, again, you can't get it as a monk. You'll have no. to dip into paladin no, or cleric, no, 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 but it, it's it's a good synergy with monks. Yeah, basically we're saying don't take this as a paladin, but <laughs> dip. <laughs> if you want to maximize a dip somewhere. Yeah, way. if you really want to get the most out of this, then <laughs> consider some multi-classing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, well, if, uh, if we move on over to Creature Corner and discuss our homebrew monster of the week based on divine favor... Mm -hmm. There are no monsters in the monster manual that use divine favor. It's just not a spell that shows up there. Mm -hmm. uh, but as we've discussed, it does get better the more attacks you have. So really, it seemed to me that from a design perspective, we just want a monster that has a lot of attacks yeah. <laughs> that could cast oh, no. divine favor. <laughs> so uh, I came up with, I was inspired by the Hound Archon in the new um, planar... Uh, 
the name of it escapes me, the new Planescape book that recently came out. Okay. Uh, and I thought, how about instead we have an octopod archon, <laughs> a sort of celestial octopus. Yeah. Because uh, hound archons are meant to be the foot soldiers of the gods, but they don't go underwater. So this is the equivalent for aquatic gods. <laughs> And rather than being based on a dog, it's based on an octopus. There you go. Uh, so they have a small subsect of spellcasting, notably including an at-will divine favor. Mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of tentacle attacks that they get to pair with a divine favor. Mm -hmm. One thing of note, which is just a mechanic that I've been interested in playing with, is the idea of giving them resistance to damage based on their concentration. Because divine favor is really a very straightforward spell, it's only two sentences and one of them is just flavor. Um, we can maybe add a little bit of extra complexity by playing with the creature's concentration. So whenever the Octopod Archon has uh, is concentrating on a spell, it gains resistance to all damage. Mm -hmm. And then whenever it's not concentrating on a spell, it gains vulnerability to all damage. Uh -huh, interesting. So presumably knowing this, it will always have a spell up, be it Divine Favor or Detect Evil and Good. And then it becomes the character's job to figure out how to break its concentration. Right. In a way, it's self-reinforcing. I gave it proficiency in constitution saves, and the damage resistance helps it maintain the concentration because it's taking right. less damage, so the DC will be lower. But yeah. if your characters are creative, maybe they can find a way to like surprise it or uh, alter the water currents around it or just like grapple it and shake it a whole bunch <laughs> just try to find creative ways to break its concentration because once its concentration goes down then you can pummel it oh yeah but of course because all its spells are at will and divine favor is a bonus action it'll always pop it back up on mm -hmm. its next turn yeah and so it's like okay we've broken his concentration we have like you know you have your turn and then it goes again so like do as much damage <laughs> you know ranger on your turn do as much damage as you can because it's vulnerable yeah. and then as soon as it gets back to its turn it'll be resistant again yeah so, yeah, I just thought that would make for a very interesting tactical fight. And I like the idea of coming up with ways to break concentration that doesn't revolve around damage. Uh, it's kind of a unique, uh, almost combat RP opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like, what would break somebody's concentration that doesn't do damage to them? The player's handbook mentions, like, like wash uh, across the deck on a ship in a storm or something similar to that, or, like, an area mm -hmm. of really loud noise. Um, yeah. And so sound travels fast underwater so maybe your fighter has to like reach into his bag of holding pull out a gong yeah <laughs> yeah see if that works yeah so, yeah anyway i, I like... just i like the creativity that that comes with trying to figure out how to break somebody's concentration yeah that feels like that's what the bard in your party would be doing oh yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> they're not doing any damage enough yeah, yeah. damage to break that hey, concentration look over here <laughs> yeah for sure no that's so fun i like monsters that have creative ways of defeating them where it's not just like hit 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 and then it goes down where it's like yeah a lot of fights can just devolve into this hp race where it's just <laughs> two meat bags slapping each other until yeah. one of them falls over and this adds a unique kind of puzzle element to yeah. the encounter yeah that's so fun Cool. So yeah, well, if you're uh, if if our pitch has sold you, you can go ahead and mm -hmm. check out the Octopod Archon on the DMs Guild. You can also find a link uh, in the description that'll take you right to the monster. You can also check out our page while you're there and see some of the other stuff that we've put out on DMs Guild, including an NPC compendium, a handbook all about the magic of dragons, and a whole bunch more. Thanks. Yeah, and you can 
rate or review us wherever you're listening to this podcast and follow us at Twitter on Twitter at Player Spellbook. That's Player Spellbook with one S. And join us next week for Ensnaring Strike. That's right, we're going to be making the leap all the way from Paladin spells to Ranger spells and see if this one's maybe a little bit better. In any case, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. In the meantime, spell you later. <laughs>